Welcome to Lattes and Lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. We're back. <laughs> Amazing. Happy whatever day. I was going to say Monday, but not all well, of you probably listen on a Monday. We launch on Monday, so we can say happy Monday because most people, I think, listen as soon as we launch. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. not. Maybe, Maybe not. I, yeah. Happy whatever day you're listening yeah, to us Yeah, happy on. day. Happy day. <laughs> um, Jill, what are, uh, what are you celebrating this week? Well... My sister and I launched a candle company. Oh, yes. Shameless plug. If you need some all-natural soy woodwick candles, I happen to have a hookup. Um, at underscore flicker candles on Instagram. Feel free to follow us. But we launched and we sold 30 candles on the day we launched. And I thought that was pretty good. I will put the link in the show notes for the Instagram. Um, and I have to say, I purchased one of said candles. I purchased the latte flavored, scented, scented. <laughs> flavored your candle. And it smells lovely. I am very impressed by the quality. There's even care instructions, which, you know what? I don't think a lot of candles do that. So yeah, I'm impressed. They're a little temperamental. So I we like thought it. we'd, uh, you know. Avoid people. They are, annoyed. and you know what? I actually I can't remember exactly what it says, but there was something in there that I didn't actually know about candles and the wooden wicks, which is very cool. The wooden wicks, you guys are so amazing because they like flick, like they flicker like a fire, like it's like real. It's better than it's like yeah. a low burning. So candle. stop going to Bed Bath and Beyond, get a flicker candle. Shameless plug, but Sick. we can plug it because it's our podcast and we make the rules. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's a good win. Let me know. But uh, it's been fun. Jess, what's your win? Um, I have two. Okay, so my first win is kind of in the past because um, so we just finished a polar vortex in we Alberta. Sure did. And I made it outdoors with Penny every single day to walk and play frisbee yeah you're tougher than me i did every second day um it's but the thing is is like it really is only hurting myself if i don't because my dog has a lot of energy and there's just no way to help her navigate that energy indoors Uh, and my second win is that i have been connecting with some really cool people um Mostly on Instagram, I guess, but um, it sounds like we have a new friend of the podcast who has agreed to be a guest, but is also, um, I'm not really going to say what we're doing because nothing is for sure given just COVID and everything, but um, keep your eyes peeled for a live event with the two of us sometime, sometime, sometime. (laughs) I don't. I ho- I hope that's not too much like vague booking or whatever. But exciting things are coming our way yeah. outside of our normal community. Yeah, and we just we can't say much because we don't it's really know COVID much. <laughs> yeah, it's COVID times. So we could tell you it'll happen in a month, and that could be a big old lie. So yeah. So in the near to distant, near to close distant future, exciting things are happening. Um, that we don't really know what they're going to be yet within the year 
Yeah, I would say that's safe year. to Within say. the year. That's a, good, that's a good bet. So today we are talking about overrated, underrated exercises. So um, a lot of these, I, so what I've done is I made a list of 12 exercises and I'm going to read them out and we can give you a little brief description of what they are if it's something that we don't think is like the norm, but I feel like they're mostly the norm. And I'm going to read them to Jill and she's going to tell me if she thinks they're overrated. So why are people still doing this? It's overrated for what it does. There's more efficient ways to do it. Or if it's underrated, meaning more people should be doing this. Or if it's appropriately rated. Or, yeah, just what we think about them. And then we'll have a little discussion. So, leading off the pack is going to be a barbell back squat. So a squat with a barbell on your back. Are we talking just like rated in general in the fitness world? Yeah, just you rate them in just your opinion. Barbell back squats. I feel like they're okay. They're averagely rated. I would say like people don't freak out about a back squat, but it's also like people know what it is. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I That's think... a tough one to start with. Okay. I feel like <laughs> I think they're a little bit slightly and I'm making like tiny little point your finger yeah. and thumb like if i had Tiny. to pick one i would say slightly overrated yes but also that is exactly where i'm going kind of okay i think they're fine. fine for most people i do think they're slightly overrated because not everybody needs to barbell back squat you just yeah. don't i think there's a lot of things around barbell squats that are overrated if that makes sense like when people are like if you're gonna barbell back squat it needs to be like ass to grass like i would yeah. say like, things around a barbell squat are overrated but like the exercise itself is okay yeah yeah i would say they're like they're very close to being appropriately rated but a little bit overrated for a lot of yeah. people and there's just a lot of things around it that are like very overrated that's true well so, heavy barbell back squats yeah. and ass to grass is overrated because like I haven't heavy you know what I don't even barbell back squat anymore it's not really that relevant to what I'm doing right now I do a lot of front squats that that is not what I said though I said back squats um okay we'll move on to the next one sit-ups your good old-fashioned laying on the ground. Sometimes I forget that this is a podcast and you guys can't see my <laughs> facial expressions. But, um, Maybe we should have a YouTube channel as well. A behind the scenes of how I react. Um, I would say overrated. There's just so many more efficient and more fun and better core exercises out there. Like, you can do do a sit-up if you want to do a sit-up, but I wouldn't say it should be, like, your go-to core move all the time. Okay, that's interesting. And I feel like maybe this is a first, but I'm going to disagree and say that they are okay. underrated. I guess uh, it depends what purpose you're using I, them for. I think that a lot of people think sit-ups are just very bad for you and bad for your spine, and so they're just like, nope, no sit-ups. And I think that they're underrated because... Um, how do you get out of bed in the morning? Most people do a sit-up. Not a lot of people are log rolling out of bed. Yes. Um, so I do think that they're underrated for that. I do think they're underrated in like the pregnancy pelvic floor mm. world. Maybe we need to be more specific. That's why I said, like, how are we writing these? Because I feel like... 
we can have some nuance. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. Yeah. Like, I would agree in the pregnancy postpartum in the, like, are they safe world? Like, they're underrated and they're fine to do. But I find in, like, the core exercise world, I would say okay. they're overrated as in, like, people are like, oh, I'm going to do core. I'm going to do a million sit-ups when there's, like, quite literally a thousand other things you yeah, can do Yeah. I mean, I, I do enjoy a sit-up, so maybe I'm a little bit biased that way, too. Um, but yeah, I think, I think maybe I was thinking of like the, like, I have diastasis, I can't Mm -hmm. do a setup kind of thing. And maybe that's a conversation for another day, but okay. Keeping in the core realm though, um, planks, we'll say a front plank. I am neutral on a plank. They're fine. I would say like... I want, I don't know, I just feel like sit-ups and planks are, like, very common core exercises. And That's I just why I picked think them. There's just so many <laughs> other things you can do. Like, you could make a plank so much more fun than just a front plank. I, I think a plain old front plank that you just hold for time is overrated. I very rarely will hold a plank. I will do... Plank with arm movements, plank with leg movements, mountain climbers, side planks with movements. I will very rarely have somebody hold a static plank. I think that is boring. I agree. And yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at on planks. Yeah, I'll get clients to do it if like we're just starting out training together and I want to see like form wise what we got going on because yeah, okay, that's fair. You don't want to add movement to a plank if you can't do a plank properly in the first place. That's true. You know? But yeah, then after that, I'm rarely like, okay, do a minute and a half plank. I'm going to sit on this box. <laughs> I'm counting. There's just other <laughs> things we can do to make a plank more fun. I, I would agree with that 100%. Okay, um, moving on. Here's another, co- here's another very common one. Bicep curls. I feel like I'm overthinking these. <laughs> like I'm like, but for what reason are we doing a bicep curl? Don't read into it too much. Not the purpose of the activity. Um, I would say, wow, my brain doesn't function well of not overthinking things. This is <laughs> this is why I have a therapist. But um, I would say they're overrated. I just think bicep curls are boring. Like, why are we doing that? I, I Other agree. than, if, unless your goal is to grow your biceps, then, like, I guess curl away. I agree. But. I think bicep curls are super overrated. And if you're already doing, I, I am more inclined to put people through uh, some kind of a pull or, like, a row. Um, and I, in my opinion, if you're doing heavy rows or heavy pull-ups, if you're doing, like, a chin-up, um, you're already doing bicep curls because you're bending your elbows. So for me to make you stand there and do bicep curls and probably a tricep extension paired with it, I just feel like that's yeah. there's more things. Unless we you're can like, do. hey, I want to grow my biceps. Yeah, but if you if that's you though, you're probably not training with me. So yeah, the only time I toss bicep curls in is honestly just for, like, fun or if a client's like, hey, I really want to do arms today. Good time. Then I'll be like, hey, bicep curl it is, but in normal training day to day, I don't program them for myself. No, I can't remember the last time I did just a bicep curl. Like, just I just don't. Guy. I just don't do them. Um, okay. A barbell hip thrust. 
So you're got your shoulders on a box or a bench. You've got the barbell across your hips and you're pushing your hips up towards the ceiling and lowering it back down. Just for everyone at home, I know you know what a barbell hip thrust is. <laughs> Thank you for that. Description. <laughs> um, uh, She's know. thinking. I'm really thinking about this. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I think that as an accessory exercise, which they are, they are overrated. People overdo them. And I don't think we need to be doing 200 pound barbell hip thrusts. I think if you're going to make it a main exercise, do a freaking deadlift um, or like squat. Like I don't think, I think people are making them more than they should be. Mm-hmm. And I think they're a great accessory because hip extension is something a lot of people lack. Um, it's a safe way to do hip extension relatively for most people. I just did it today with a, with a, I almost said patient, with a client who deals with low back pain and we're working on getting her back to a hip hinge, but I'm not going to overload that exercise because I deem it as an accessory. And I don't believe that accessories should be the heaviest part of your workout. Yeah. And I feel like I should toss a disclaimer. This is very me to do this. Um, it all comes down to what you enjoy also. So if you're listening that's to true. this and you're like, oh my god, that's my favorite exercise. Oh, if it's your keep favorite, keep doing it. Yeah, totally. This is this is our opinion. Yeah. This isn't just this is like a textbook. Of, <laughs> that's part of working out and enjoying working out. I think is like mixing in things that make sense, but also like sometimes I like to lift heavy things with my butt. So you'll catch me doing a really heavy hip thrust, and that's strictly because I like to do it. Do I know it's the most not the most efficient? Yeah, but um, yeah, I feel like. Again, I'm always like, well, what are we doing them for? Like, if your only goal is mm. to grow your glutes, then, like, hip thrust away. But as, like, a full, efficient, functional movement, there's definitely, I would say it's overrated in that. I feel like people forget it's an accessory. Yeah. Like, I feel like hip thrusts get deemed as, like, the same as, like, a squat or a deadlift yeah. in the world of glutes, I agree. you know? And from that sense, I would say they're overrated because they are not the same as a squat or a deadlift. I agree. I agree. And I think that... Um, it's the, um, you know, it's the world of like, it's the Instagram fitness that has done that to hip thrusts because people are like, ah, I can hip thrust 300 pounds. And it's like, why, why, why are you doing like, you know, like, and I think maybe that's, you know, something to note is that both of us literally question everything. And I think that it's really important that we do that. As you can tell from me struggling to answer all of these, I'm like, um, but I have questions. Yeah. Why <laughs> you can't doing just them. tell me one word and then. Um, and I think that, yeah, there has to be a reason by doing it. You're, you know, there's no, there is very little practicality of hip thrusting, like that amount of weight. It's not very functional. It's not that often that you're going to have to move 300 pounds with your butt by itself. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of a situation where that would happen, but I just can't. It's not appropriate for podcasting listening. Um, still, stick with, we'll stick with the, uh, the hip hinge movements, and we'll say the next exercise I'm going to say is kettlebell swings. I do love a kettlebell swing. 
taking my personal opinion out of it. I would feel like I'm going to go overrated only because I feel like they're not done properly most of the mm. time. Yeah, I I was actually going to say that I think that they're appropriately too underrated because I think a lot of people are intimidated by them so they don't do them. Uh, but if you think about the technique and the form and the fact that most people squat a kettlebell swing instead of hip hinge a kettlebell yeah. swing, that would make them a little bit overrated because most of the time they're done wrong. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, if, if you're going to squat it, you might as well just call it a squat and a push or something. I don't know what it would be called, but it's not a kettlebell swing if you're not hip hinging. Yeah. But yeah, in the world of exercises, I do love a kettlebell swing, but... I also love kettlebell swing. I just, yeah, I feel like they're rarely done properly. Yeah, so I would agree with that. You're just doing a kettlebell swing because you read it on the internet, but not actually doing it properly. So. Yeah. Okay, we'll stick in the category of hip hinging, and the next exercise is a deadlift. Any kind of deadlift? A straight leg deadlift? A sumo deadlift? A barbell deadlift? A dumbbell we'll say, deadlift? Well, since we did a barbell squat, we'll say a barbell deadlift. I would say underrated. I feel like I don't have to think about that one. I agree. I love a deadlift. I think, again, a lot of people are very intimidated by them because you you get told that deadlifts are bad for your back, etc. But we do pick things up off the floor, friends. Yep. And that is what a deadlift is. So whether you're using dumbbells or a barbell or if you're changing your stance to make it a sumo stance you are picking things up off the floor and putting them down and that is our lives and so i feel like a deadlift is essential to pretty much every training program i can't think of a time i wouldn't do a deadlift unless you were working through some back pain and hip hinging was contraindicated but that doesn't happen too often no and there's different you can change a deadlift yeah you can change the range you can go with no weight there's tons of things you can do but a hip hinge should be in almost everybody's program or everybody's program oh you know what i will go polarizing and say everybody's program should include a hinge well what person is not bending over in day-to-day life even if you have a sore back you gotta learn how to bend over you're gonna drop a pen one day you're gonna have to figure it out so i would yeah okay um Pull-ups or chin-ups? Um, either or. Um, well, you know, it's a little bit nuanced. It just depends on hand position. But That's true. I feel like underrated because, again, people, like you've been saying, are scared of them. And then they just don't do them. But I feel like being able to pull your own body weight is important to life. I do think it's a um, it's an important movement. I would also say underrated um, because there's a lot going on, especially for women, because we can't just walk up to most women can't walk up to a chin up bar and just pull themselves up because of upper body strength. We have to learn how to engage our core mm-hmm. to make that happen, and to me, that hollow hold action is really important for women and so i will use chin-ups at every turn i don't know if that's yeah and i feel like again like there's so many ways you can do a chin-up or a pull-up it doesn't always have to be 
hanging off a bar. Like, there's so many oh, options totally. that they don't need to be a scary thing that yeah. is instantly like, oh, I can't do that. I would even say, like, the importance of doing a body row, some kind of inverted row, whether it's on the TRX or the squat bar on the squat rack or the multiple ways that we do them, um, just that act of pull, like you said, pulling a portion or of your whole body weight. First of all, it feels badass you guys like when you can do it I can do one consistently and I feel cool every time yeah totally (laughs) like I I remember it took me a really long time to be able to like work up to that to be able to do one and now that I can do like a few in a row I'm like yeah man I can do a bunch of chin-ups what just call myself there (laughs) (laughs) make sure to put explicit on this one Um, but it does feel amazing when you can do it too so if that has any um carry to it then you know okay um speaking of that carries so like a suitcase carry a farmer well, I carry know your answer already, <laughs> but, um... you can differ from me we're allowed to have different opinions so this would be gang this is like uh, you're holding a dumbbell or a kettlebell in one or two hands and you're going for a walk, basically. So um, think about carrying your groceries, a baby bucket, things a like suitcase. that. A suitcase. When we ever get to get on an airplane I always, again. <laughs> I always say that to people, like it's a suitcase carry, and I hear it more often than not is somebody will pipe up and be like, I will never carry a suitcase. Mine has wheels. And I'm like, all right. Okay, you have to fine. lift your suitcase at some point. At some point you probably do. But... Most people will tell me that they never carry their suitcase. Cool, well, you're carrying this yeah, one, so. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I would say I feel like they're not that common of an exercise. I don't know if common's the right word. So well I would, known. So, so underrated, maybe? Yeah. Because I don't think enough people do them. Yeah, like I feel like I programmed one for a client this week, and she was like, a what? And I was like, see, no one knows what carries are. <laughs> like, Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I actually didn't start doing them until a physio um, made me do them for some back, um, like anti-rotation or anti-lateral bending activity. And now they are a staple in my program and most of my clients' programs because who doesn't carry stuff? And if you're not carrying a suitcase... We all know that you're carrying your groceries in from the car in one hand in one trip. Because no one has time for two trips. I don't. So. Yeah. um, And they're really good for grip strength also. Yes. Which is, it's funny because I do them a lot for grip strength too. Even just if you carry like a plate on its end because you have to get that like, I can't remember what the grasp is called, but it's like the claw. I'm making the claw thing like the, where you put the money in the machine and you get the toys. Picture the toy machine. Yeah. And. Grip strength is super hard to train, especially women. It's usually what holds people back, right? Like, and the only way to train it is to practice. Yeah, we talk about um, it all the time. Like, my legs can deadlift a lot. My but your hands, hands can. Let me down every yeah. time. And really, you know, yeah. Um, grip strength is often a big limiter for people. And there's no point in you sitting there with one of those, like, squeezy grip strength things, like, trying to, like, strengthen your grip. The only way you're going to be able to hang on to things is to hang on to things. And you can train and carry in, like, real life, too. Like, not outside of a gym, I should say. Like, yeah. groceries, or carry your backpack in one hand, or Or your whatever, child maybe. in the bucket thing. Yeah. 
seat, the child seat. Can you tell we're not parents? (laughs) What is it? Car seat. Wow. Can you tell we don't have kids? We're like, you know, the carry thing that you put your kid in? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, laugh with us, not at us. Okay. Or laugh at us. Or you can laugh at us. Okay. um, Step ups. So I'm not just talking stairs. I'm talking a bigger step up, like onto a box or something like that. Um, I'm going to go like slightly underrated because I feel like, again, they're not done properly. There's a lot of bouncing in step ups, like off your bottom leg. And they're freaking hard. And I didn't start like for real training step ups until I was like, out in Nate so like three years ago and then you quickly realize that you do have one leg that is far stronger than the other and but I feel like they're not programmed often I feel like for that reason they are underrated they are I would say one of the best glute activators because your glutes just don't have a choice Mm -hmm. and Um, also Wonderful if you're working on like knee strength and stabilization because you yeah. gotta figure it out to do a step up. So yeah, and with control, we're talking about this is why I said like not like a cardio step up, but a strength step up. So we're stepping up to a height that's probably higher than a stair, uh, might be on a box or you know things like that, and we're using that leg strength with control. And okay. then you can, and you know what else you can add to a step up? A carry. <laughs> that makes it harder. <laughs> you can do so many things with just a step up it's one of my it's one of my staples if you're a client of mine and you're listening sorry not sorry for step ups and in the same realm as step ups um a rear foot elevated split squat or a bulgarian split squat so if you don't know what that is think of a lunge but put your back foot on some yeah on a step or a box, a box or something like that. So it's a single leg exercise that looks like a single leg squat. I'm going to go overrated. Only because I hung out in the bodybuilding world for a while and everyone was like, you need to do these for glute growth. And I was like, do you? <laughs> do do you? They're, don't get me wrong. They're hard and they're a wonderful single leg exercise, but... Again, it depends which angle you're going from of, like, why you're doing them. But if we're talking specific glute growth, I probably find I would agree that I think they are overdone. Um, not that they're... I, I do like them as an exercise. I will do them. I'll program them. I'll do them myself. But I do think that they're overrated for what they actually do. Um, and... I would actually prefer to program a step up. I think it's a little bit more practical. There, I think the risk is a little bit lower in a step up as far as clients getting into position and like balance and like all those things. Like there's a lot going on, yeah. and I I think that if we're if we're picking a single leg exercise and we're thinking about risk versus reward, which I'm always doing, then I'm probably gonna go with that. Um, I'd rather just do like a reverse lunge or a walking lunge if I want to do a lunge. And I think clients find much more success with different exercises. Like split squats can be a frustrating one because yeah. they are so yeah. hard and they do take a lot of single leg strength and balance that I find cl- clients get frustrated 
or they'll only do half the range of motion because that's what's easy when you could just give them a different exercise that they would find more success with. Yeah, and I think you'll find that if that's the exercise you're going to do and your range of motion is limited, you're actually kind of limiting the exercise and what the potential of it is. Because if you don't, if you really want that glute activation, you're going to have to do full range of motion. That said, I do love them if you pause at the bottom and you give yourself a little hip flexor stretch with your knee on the floor. See, all of these back into a lunge, but I would never do that as part of like a main part of the workout. Like that might be like a finishing one where you're actually trying to stretch your hip flexors or maybe it's homework, but I, yeah, I can, I can say that I don't really do a Bulgarian that often. Okay. Last exercise. And this is a broad topic. So that's why I left it to last. And it is gymnastics movements. Like handstands? So I'm talking, yeah, handstands. I'm talking like anything in that sort of realm, like, you know, like going crazy with like muscle ups or anything like that. Um, sort of those ones that probably most people aren't going to do. Um, it's, it's probably pretty niche actually. But I know that we are both working on um, gymnastic type movements ourselves in our own programs so that's why i threw it in Mm. handstands we're both working on handstands we might as well just say that it's handstands (laughs) yeah i'm not trying to do anything crazy um i don't know when you're looking at an aspect of like is it fun i feel like they're underrated but like would i program them for every client no so i don't know maybe they're fine I think they're appropriately <laughs> rated depending I on your goals. <laughs> I've definitely used like sort of the principles of training for a muscle up for, I have a client who's, um, she's training for the police fitness test and there's a part where she has to like launch herself over a wall mm-hmm. and she's quite a small human being. And so the act of putting her hands on the top of the wall and pushing herself so her hips are level with the wall so she can throw her leg over, to me, that looks like a muscle up. Yeah. And so we did do a lot of training in that area. So like we first we started with pull-ups and then we got to the where she's jumping and doing the bar to her hips, that kind of thing. So they can be really practical. But as far as like the handstand goes, I just want to be able to do it because I've never been able to be upside down. And, and also handstands look cool in pictures. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's all for the gram, basically. Um, and then I guess... You know, like, we could almost even put, like, double unders as a gymnastics move, too, which I know we're both. <laughs> but you, those are You all like, know I'm struggling with double unders. I had a good day yesterday, but that's about You it. did have um, a good day yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I feel like those types of exercises are more, should be more for, like, fun and because you want to do them. Like, if yeah. a client came to me, I wouldn't, been, I wouldn't be like, we're teaching you how to do a handstand unless they brought it up, you know? Yeah, There's very I would few agree. people they will be programmed for if ever. I would agree. Unless somebody's like, you know, a lot of those things come down in like competitive CrossFit, which is kind of why I'm trying to learn a few things. So I don't stumble all over the place with it. But, um, yeah, definitely not for everybody and not something I would probably launch at somebody unless it was practical, like the jumping over the wall thing. Uh, just because the risk versus reward is pretty high. Um, we're, 
putting somebody upside down is putting them in a very compromising position. And if they're not strong enough or if they don't know how to bring their legs back down, it's just bad news bears. Oh, yeah. I've had some tumbles doing some handstands. (laughs) Might need to wear your helmet. In my early days. (laughs) Good thing I just got one. Um, Yeah, that's the end of my list. Um, So maybe we'll put it out there. If you have an exercise that you uh, seem to see all over the interwebs or you're not sure about uh leave a comment send us a dm send us an email um and let us know what it is and maybe we'll do a part two Mm -hmm. if we get enough of them or we can jump on a live on instagram or we can answer some questions on instagram about what we think um yeah let us know what you think again these are just our opinions not gospel at the end of the day, if you like doing something, keep doing it because it's better yeah. than nothing. I think that's that's important to note is that there there are really there are no bad exercises, just bad application. Yeah. Um, and if it's fun, then don't let anybody tell you what to do because yeah. people will tell you that everything is bad for you. And then if we keep doing that, then there's nothing that's good for you. Yeah. So. And if that's a movement that's going to keep you working out and keep you active, then freaking ignore us. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, I never had any desire to learn how to do double-unders up until this fall. And now I'm, like, making it my mission. See, and then I'm just, like, a tag-along because I have no idea what I want to (laughs) do with my exercise and fitness routine these days. So I just sometimes see Jess do things, and I'm like, well, she's doing double-unders, so I should probably learn how to do double-unders. Basically, we're a bad (laughs) influence on each other. Just way it goes. <laughs> That's. I mean, I didn't really have any interest in doing handstands either, but then you started. started you're doing, doing them, and now I'm doing them. So just there we goes. go. All right. I yeah, think that. Fun. I think that kind of wraps up today. We'll keep it like kind of short and sweet, um, which is diff- new for us for an exercise-related yeah. post. Usually, we go way over on exercise-related posts. But I do know these are conversations I've had with clients a lot. So if you're one of my clients and you're listening, and there's something we forgot about. Let us know because, yeah, I feel like I get questions like this a lot from clients that are like, well, I worked with this trainer and we used to do this all the time. Yeah. So. And I would say, like, if you ever want to know the why behind an exercise, we, as in Jill and I, are the people to ask because we will happily tell you why. And And it's never going to be a, oh, well, just because, like, it just, we always have a reason always and we're pretty pretty good at taking our personal opinions out of it and giving you the science so if there's ever something you're just curious about maybe you work with a trainer right now and you're like what about this let us know we'll answer it for you yeah or ask them yeah see what they say (laughs) and if they can't give you an answer i'm gritting my teeth doing the thing so um again maybe we need a youtube channel too i don't know let us know um But if you aren't currently following us over on the gram, it is at Lattes and Lifting Podcast. And if you are into sending us an email, it is Lattes and Lifting Podcast at gmail.com. Jill, where can we find you? Uh, my Instagram is Jill underscore April Fitness. Um, Jess? At JLAC Fitness over on the gram. If you find one of us, you can find the other. Guaranteed. <laughs> All right, we will catch you guys next time. Bye.